Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's Bob Flounders. How are you? Isn't it June? What are you doing here? <laughs> What's going on, man? I'm glad you. I'm glad you stopped by the uh, Blue White Breakdown podcast, Penn State's or Penn Life Penn State football podcast. But it's June, like you said. So Dave and I are going to talk about a bunch of different things. But we're going to start, Dave, with Penn Fans. State football. As Fans. all Fans. Let's, let's start. Let's. We got a couple things we want to start with. Let's start with. Let's start with the news. Uh, Beaver Stadium, Dave, in the fall, 107,000 strong or thereabouts. 107,000 strong. Who's that? Do you remember? Tonight, we rock Portland. <laughs> no, it's not that movie. Well, I'll just, I'll just say this. Uh, the first game I did was probably the best game of the whole season. The, the, the first game of the season was the best game we saw, mm-hmm. the Indiana game. And it would have been incredible. Except yeah. there were no fans. I mean, they were friends, they were family, and that was it. And I came away from that thing in Bloomington thinking, what am I doing here? Why am I here? Who am I? Kind of like Admiral James Stockdale during the 92 election. <laughs> Who am I? Why am I? Why am I here? Um, it was uh, a very deflating, um, disorienting, and depressing feeling. Seeing right. such a great game without anyone there, it means everything, especially in college football. Yeah. I mean, there, if you had to name one sport, it would be college football and college basketball, I think, close close second. And then everything else, all the pro sports. Uh, college football needs fans. It needs bands. It needs cheerleaders. It needs the whole atmosphere. None of, none of that was there last year, and I will be ecstatic to see that i don't know how you feel i'm sure you feel the same i do and i would also just point out i know i know every situation is different but <clears throat> the borough of state college i think needed fans yeah and state yeah. games yeah just because i another another year like i think last year i i, I don't even know how they got through this year because it's such a small area that literally needs penn state football i think there, to really there's a lot of those all over the country yeah. uh in 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 the big Ten. I mean, Iowa City's that way. Champagne's that way. Uh, some aren't. I guess you know Columbus and Ann Arbor and even East Lansing. They're they're metropolises. But uh, you know Bloomington. Well, they don't have fans. But <laughs> that was mean. But but you know they, they were they were they were gener- they're generating some some real momentum under okay. Tom Allen. So yeah, I mean. A lot of college football is little places like that out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. where uh, the college is there. The state college, not state college, the town is is there kind of out in the weeds. And man, if they don't have this, they're the only game in town. Nebraska, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, those, those hotels can't charge $1,300 a night with a <laughs> minimum. It's always a, I mean, do you remember? I'm, I'm glad, listen, I, that was just a cheap shot. But that was a cheap shot, but a, but a well-regarded cheap shot. I mean, I those, those two night minimums in the fall for Penn State home games <laughs> are doozies, but. Not that we um, ever get them. I know. I'm glad, I'm glad though that uh, businesses and bars and all that stuff, restaurants can kind of hopefully uh, pivot off of this news. Remember they, when I did that? Remember when I did that story on hotels around State College when they got in the league? Yeah. And how, how pissed off all the Big Ten schools were that they had to go in there and get charged three hundred dollars a night. <laughs> they were yeah, that's that's light now, Dave. That's light now. <laughs> for for holodomes, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. Wasn't there a holiday in wasn't there a holodome in State yeah. College back in the day? There was there's a bunch of the questionable pool. locales. You walked in, you walked in, it smelled like, you walked in, it smelled like chlorine. One of those. Didn't we stand in Yeah. And Dave, it's, uh, so when you say like for the Auburn game, for the Auburn game in week three, uh, the, the seven 30 kick, that's going to be, I think Penn State's fan base is going to be pretty ramped up for when you say 105,000 people, you really mean almost a quarter of a million people that are going to be outside tailgating in and around the stadium because that's coming back as well. So that's going to be quite an event. I mean, we, we don't, we don't think much of it. We didn't think much of it, you know, two or three years ago, but coming out of the pandemic, it's just, you know, that's going to be a lot of people. Just, just to, to riff on that for a minute. Can you think of a non-conference game like this since you've been on the beat? I mean, you got to go back to Nebraska in 02, don't you? Nebraska because I don't knows. think Alabama really counts because we knew that wasn't really going to be a competitive game. Right, this right. should be. Right. Uh, uh, well, Nebraska 2002 wasn't a competitive game. <laughs> well, we thought it would be. Nebraska was ranked. Remember when Nebraska was ranked? I know. It was not. Jamal Ward. Come on. <laughs> Come on. He was the quarterback. Yeah. He threw that pick six to the to the corner. Uh, <laughs> Jamal, he played like Marjorie Lord. You don't even know who that. Yeah. Is. The Come corner on. for Penn State, it'll come to me, but it was 40 to 7. Not that I'm bitter about it, but it was that, and that was a really ta- physically talented 2002 Penn State team. They lost four games by a total of like 16 points or something. It was ridiculous. Zach Mills, Zach Mills. We just, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna re uh, I, I'm gonna I, I tried to get a hold of Jay Tate when the game was announced as a white Richie Gardner. That's the corner. Richie Gardner. Richie wow. Gardner. Anyway, wow. in the past, yeah. Um, that was a really interesting trip to that Capital One Bowl. You remember that, that at the end of that season? 13 when to they, 9. When they played Auburn, and that was the last time they played Auburn. And we met all those guys from Alabama, all those reporters from Birmingham yeah, yeah. And, and, and Huntsville and all those guys, and we were playing, playing basketball with them. I, got to, I, I made some friends that year, one uh, who was still an old friend of mine, so I'll be uh, – I'll be meeting up with Jay Tate, who's a terrific reporter down there for the, uh, I believe, mm-hmm. the rivals of the 24-7 state. Uh, by the way, as you see the uh, news of 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 uh, on three, news site being... Uh, Ivan Mizell. Yeah, being up. launched by the guy who used to be Brennan's boss, Brennan, uh, with uh, 24-7. Good. This is, yeah, this is his new... Uh, New project, so they're going to make an impact. If you haven't heard about it, some of the some of the fans out there, I I tend to think that that college football is already saturated with coverage. I'm not really sure about this uh, 
this enterprise. But Ivan Mizell is a good, uh, really Absolutely. good catch for them. Absolutely. One thing that was a little bit breaking news today, and that's not huge news. Wisconsin. Uh, no, involving Penn State. Oh. Um, three, uh, three Hall of Fame guys? Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to ask you, so. Wisniewski, uh, Arrington, and uh, Puzluzny, right? Right. And there was, a, there was a, a, guy, a guy that played at Penn State in the 20s that was a coach at Westchester. Glenn, I think it's Colleen. He's on the ballot too, but um, yeah, so th- that's a pretty, pretty good uh, group of, of people. I think all three of them could easily get voted in. I was just going to ask you, since I didn't get, I didn't get to, I didn't get to cover LeVar. Is there one favorite moment of yours covering LeVar? It, whether it was a performance, everyone talks about the LeVar leap. And that, I just think that everyone knows about that. What do you remember most about him? Well, I had a really good talk with him about that Minnesota game. Um, the, 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 because it was such a, a uh, you know, they were supposed to win them all that year. Um, they were they were looking at the national title and they were nine and oh when Glenn Mason, their team came in and they'd almost beat him two years before in 97. So it was 99. And uh, God, it's still the, what, what I came away from that with. Uh, it was last year. I think I did that story is that it still bothers him. It still bugs the hell I think it still out bothers of the whole fan base. <laughs> no, but really but it's one, of course, it bothers the fan base. But it's another thing for it to bother yeah. a player like that more than two decades later it just yeah. it was he, he called went out of the balloon after that he called me against his emotions because he, it's almost <laughs> like he wanted to vent that he was still that enraged about it um but but otherwise it was that um joe for a, i think a game there started aaron gatton at linebacker to try to teach him a lesson for, for yeah, whatever right. reason similar talents similar talents. <laughs> A, a number 40, a number 40. Um, uh, and, and, uh, he called, as Joe would say, and, and Gatton's a pretty good player. I don't think you guys know. Uh, and, and everyone knew it was just to, to tweak LeVar because it was very clear how good he was. I guess that was 97, 98, He was a true freshman in 97, sophomore in 98, and then his last year was 99. Yeah, I think it was 97. So, so he, he started playing in, you know, a couple weeks later. But it, it, the funny point, it's always funny when a coach tries to, to tweak a player as flamboyant as LeVar is. Um, right. And well, he's not just any coach, though. He wasn't just any That's coach. right. So these are yeah. two. That's the funny part of it. These are two big egos. Guys with big egos do big things and accomplish big things. You need that. And these were two guys coming together, uh, coming to loggerheads. And that was always a fascinating dynamic. Those two guys going at it. It was kind of like Millen in a lot of ways. Millen, right. from what I've heard, because I was around for Millen and Joe. But yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. they they clashed. And you know, it's natural. Yeah. Uh, just real quick on Paul Puzlizny. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the younger Penn State fans uh, don't remember. You know, he he cut his teeth at Penn State on that 2003 defense that finished three and nine. He was playing and starting. We call, we call that the Demone, that the Damone Jones team, don't we? Because of the picture, picture <laughs> Joe got coming on top of the field. Was on that team. There was some. There was some. Yeah. 
They, uh, they only won three games. I think that I can remember they beat Temple, Akron, and Indiana. Oh, I thought there was a Youngstown State in there. Three and nine. Well, they, they opened with Temple. They, they, had, they had to win that in the fourth quarter. They beat Akron. I think Akron had um, – uh, Akron might have had Josh Cribbs on that team, but they yeah. still yeah, weren't very good. And they, they were one and seven in the Big Ten. Yeah, they walloped. They walloped Indiana at home. And- and and Zach Mills just got the crap beaten out of him that year. I yeah. remember it was a, the game at Minnesota. You remember the Metrodome? That was your first trip to the Metrodome, right? Yeah. And just, just you know, Mason had just a better team at that point. And yeah. just beat him up. I think I'm pretty sure that was true. And after that, the end of that season, Zach was, yeah. after the season before and 01, when he pretty much saved the season, it was so sad to watch Zach go through that because I love yeah. Zach Mills. I thought, I think he's still an underrated player. It's just that he, um, he happened by at a, a kind of a bad time. And the other thing about Pazluzny is I don't remember him as much on 03 as that sure. unrewarded 04 defense. Yeah, correct. Never. Yeah. They, they were so good under yeah. such duress. They, almost beat Ohio State, almost beat Purdue that year. They, they just didn't have they, any offense. Yeah, they never gave up more than 21 points in yeah. any game. Can you imagine that now and going four and seven with a with a team like that, with a defense like that? The and goal were, line were, stand against DiNardo. How about that? Yeah, yeah. That How was about that, was, that. Yeah. And you remember what happened the night before? That <laughs> they got lost. All right. Uh-huh. We were at the like, haunted house staying somewhere in in, uh, in indiana weren't we yeah but you know what else happened before the night before that game that was when jerry jerry keller did his impersonation of joe in front of oh. joe <laughs> <laughs> that that could have gone a lot of different ways i think it was pretty well received though it was it was hilarious i mean joe yeah. was crying he was laughing so hard at the end of that because yeah. he was he was asking i threw that up and I knew that Joe had had a couple of pops in him. He, I was serving him. Just so I know he had a couple. It's the end of a long season. You were over serving him then. <laughs> <laughs> I was in, in the suite and Heather Dinich was covering the team then. And I think she was there. Um, and I'm serving him either his second or third old granddad. Cause I, that's what I drank. I drank bourbon and I said, I don't know what got into me, but I, it, it, it was the end of it. It was the last road trip. And I said, you know, Joe, Jerry does a really good impersonation. <laughs> and Jerry looked at me like, you, you jerk. You know, how could oh, you? Yeah. But, you know, Jerry was just, he was a naturally funny person. Yeah. And his yeah. impersonation, Joe, was so funny in the same way that Rich Eisen's of uh, Skip Carey used to be. And Joe played along with it. And he started asking Jerry questions, annoying reporter questions, like, uh, you know, the kind of questions he used to swat away. And Jerry said, I don't know. What, what, how would I, how would I know about that? You know, he was doing the crank. It got funnier and funnier and funnier. Yeah. And Jerry was so quick. And then at the end of like, what, what it was like three minutes. And then Joe was like wiping his eyes after laughing and he said, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you though, guys, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Uh, I think I remember that. Because now. there was a lot of speculation at the end of that 04 season, after 03 and 04, that, that he would quit. And I think like, I do hey. remember him saying that now. And then the next year. That was a pretty crowded room too. 
Yeah, it was. That, that was a lot, a, a lot of big laughs that night because Jerry, there's no one, the, the late Jerry Keller, who died of sleep apnea about 15 years, 10, 15 yeah. years ago. Uh, no one funnier than that guy, man. He was just a former Temple lineman. Anyway, I didn't want to mean to get off on that. But Dave, one more thing here on the Blue White Breakdown uh, before we get to some non Penn State news. Uh, I know there's something you want to talk about, but I just I don't have to. to. I, well, it's too late. I mean, we've already decided. talk about what you decided. You're, um, a, you're a very linear guy. You have to have the list. I, uh, so let's go through I, I like my list, Dave. Um, yeah. James Franklin on the virtual coach's caravan on Tuesday night. We're taping this Wednesday afternoon. Every once in a while, do you ever notice how he slides stuff in? You know, all coaches do that. I don't think he did it on purpose. Sometimes stuff eventually just kind of rises to the top. And he was uh, – he was asked a question about the impact that Mike Yurcich, the first-year offensive coordinator, formerly uh, the, of the Texas Longhorns, was going to have on this offense. And he he talked a lot about, you know, tempo and, you know, big plays and under center and all that stuff. And he said at one point, he goes, you know, <laughs> I really wanted to hire him two years ago. And which, you know, I don't think that ever really came out in the wash because Kirk Sharaka was only here for a year. But I always kind of assumed that maybe everyone was saying, hey, this is a four-star, five-star hire. They got the guy that, you know, he did some good things with Minnesota in 2019. Can't wait to see him do it. But it really it really made it sound like he was actually he was actually James's second choice. And he had really, really wanted Mike, um, who I guess would, had just wrapped up his year at Ohio State. I mean, like you said to me off the air, um, you know, Tom Herman in Texas – I think had a little bit more money and a little bit more pull, but I just thought that was revealing. Yeah, I was not on because I'm doing Shrewsbury tonight. He's the, like the next guy on the on the, on the caravan. Uh, did anyone ask him that that he was outbid or by by it was, Tom it was, So so there, there, I got I got a little news flash for you. There's not going to be any reporter questions. It's just going to be interaction with the host, and they're going to take questions from the alums. I, I I did not know that actually. <laughs> Look at that face. Mm, Look at that face. I don't want to be a dancing bear for these people. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, that's that was why there was no follow up on that. But he just well, kinda, that it'll be. I guess it'll be interesting to listen to him. Maybe it'll. He just he just let it slip. I just thought it really. Well, to me, it also speaks to how how he how really he believes in Mike Yersich maybe more than anything. Let me ask you this. And I was asked by somebody around the Big Ten yesterday. I can't remember who it was. Uh, they went, Oh, it was actually, it was our old sports editor, Nick Horvath. I was on the phone with him talking about Chelsea, his uh, favorite soccer team. What was Nick Eaton? And, and Christian. <laughs> an entire pie. I believe it was an entire Boston cream pie. No. Uh, you remember that? Yeah, I actually saw him eat three quarters of a pie one time on the road. I couldn't believe That's it. That's nothing. I saw him. I would see him in, in the office. He would eat a whole pizza. And he would have, he would have like French fries. And then on the way home, he would always leave at like 10 o'clock. He would stop at the Colonial Diner. That's what we were doing. I mean, we, we, we actually we were on the way to a game and he wanted to stop in. Uh, what's that? What's that town up? Uh, Jesus. It's before they built the uh, the Bible. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. I yeah, know where you're yeah. going with this. Yeah, it was I won't, one, I won't of those, it. one of those diners. Oh, I can't remember the name of the town. It was, it was around Burnham, wherever that is. I can't remember. <laughs> one of those one of those places that you you the two lane roads where you yeah he stopped there we we think we're gonna get a snack he eats three pieces and i'm not, i'm not talking about 
I'm not talking about wedges. I'm talking about a quarter of the pie, you know, is it? I remember the waitress was there. She looked like Flo and, and, uh, and U-turn, you know, it was, and he kept going, nah, give me a bigger piece, bigger piece than that, bigger piece than that. And she's, she keeps moving the, <laughs> the spatula over farther. He had three of them. And then we go to the game. It was like, I, was a say, I thought you were going to go into the story where you're, maybe you were riding back to, you know how, cause be, you know, when you go on the way back from, on the way, on the way home to Harrisburg or, or Downingtown, on, on that stretch of 322 where there's no lights, I, when it's pitched like there's no land oh, not, no that don't do that was the back way that was 45 uh, well either no well 322 is also a dark ride home as well yeah, yeah. And, but i thought you were tell me the time you were in the car i know what you're talking about we were coming out of the ufo oh, country okay. we, we were gonna we, 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 let me let me set it up here we <laughs> we were coming we were coming on the back way after the byu game in 91 so this is my first year on the beat and believe it or not, they started that game. This was the Wild West days of ESPN and cable well, timing games whenever the hell they wanted to. That game was a 9.30 Eastern start. <laughs> 9.30. 30 Eastern time start. So we get out of there, I don't know, 1.30 or something back in the days of when we had a, a yeah. 1 a.m. deadline. And... You know, it's it's Levy and Mass getting out of their play. It's like the, the as, as Nick used to say, it's follow Saigon, Jonesy. It's a follow Saigon. You know, trying to get out of Beaver Stadium. Yeah. So we knew the back way, which is forty five, which we shouldn't tell anyone. But that's one of I us. think words out on the back way. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, and there's that stretch there. You, you, Three twenty two is yeah. dark, but forty forty five is the worst between Bucknell yeah. and. You know, yeah. the, the the split there yeah. near State College is black. I mean, yeah. and it's it was a lonely road that night and no one's talking. It's Ronnie's driving, I think. I'm in the backseat and no one said anything for about 10 minutes. And we're driving through this black, black. And he goes, all of a sudden he goes, Jonesy, UFO country. <laughs> <laughs> It is a terrifying ride home. And uh, I almost hit a deer last time with Pickle in 2000. And we were coming back from, I think, the Michigan game. And it was, I, I was going real slow. And this big one just came, just came trotting out in the middle of 45. I'm, I know someone who's who hit and a he cow. And he would have just destroyed my car. I know someone who hit a cow with a Chevette. And it did. It, it damaged her car quite a bit. Um, why did I mention Horvath in the first place? Oh, I, I was I was going to ask you about Mike Yersich. Yeah, I was going to ask you, and and Nick asked this question: What I think about the quarterback? And I related the uh, this. I mean, you're essentially teaching an old dog new tricks, are you not? With Sean Clifford, yeah, and he needs some upgrades. Would you agree? And um, I'm comparing it a little bit to Bill O'Brien. And Matt McGloin. Is yeah. that a stretch? Well, I mean, I don't think it is only because Sean is more physically talented than Matt. I don't think it is at all. Um, but he definitely needs, he needs a little, I know he's, yeah, he needs to get he, the finer points of the game. He's got to fine tune everything to play to the best of his ability. And that's yeah. what, that's what Bill got Matt to do. Yes. And it was a, it was a quantum leap. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, it was. And, and that's, that certainly is possible. Um, but yeah, the one thing I would say is Bill never ran Matt McGloin 
And these guys in this day and age run the quarterback a lot. And I just really worry about that because, like, they don't have anyone else. I don't think Yersich is going to do that a lot. Uh, he, has he, did it, he did it with uh, the Texas quarterback. Yeah, but that's a guy who he has done it or not done it, depending on his, his, okay. his quarterback. Well, Mason Rudolph's not going to run. But you saw how many times he ran Justin Fields against uh, Penn State in 2019. That's a different guy. That's a different guy. I don't think he, he's going to do it with Sean Clifford. Uh, and I he didn't do it with the walk-on at Oklahoma State that he had to turn yeah. into a good quarterback. And he uses his material different depending on what material he has. He, he always has anyway. I, 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 would not, I agree with you. I would not be yeah. running Sean Clifford a lot. Did you see the uh, running back that Wisconsin got from Clemson? No, they got well, Yeah, they just signed a guy yesterday. So uh, he's a he's a good, a very good addition. Uh, and that's another thing that at Wisconsin game to start the season. When's the last time you remember an opener this mm-hmm. tough? Right. I, mean, I haven't thought about it, but geez, no one thought the Temple fifteen game was going to be as tough as it was. And Temple ended up being a good team. But you're right. Uh, as far as reputation and expectation. Um, I think you have to go to some of those kickoff classic games. Maybe you cover. That, oh, the, the USC debacle. Yeah, that, yeah. What are those games? 2000, I don't. Two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, that was a yeah. That was a butt kicking. What was it? 20, 20, 28 to five. That was yeah. They got they got a they got a little safety action going in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, we ran out of time. We're at twenty five minutes, buddy. I think oh, that you I think, up your list. Okay. Well, I think okay. the Nick Horvath pie story <laughs> took up way too much time. <laughs> But I enjoyed you telling it. <laughs> so we're going to have to revisit some things the next time we get together. But All thanks right. to everyone who watched and listened. Dave Jones and Bob Flounders here on the Blue White Breakdown. We're in June, Dave. We're in June, so it's almost that time. We knew we knew we needed a little B material in June. You know, it's 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 okay. This was B and C material, but that's all okay. right. Take care of your dog. Take care of Kaiser. I'll He's talk right to you here. Soon. He's actually kind of sleepy. Kaiser. He's always sleepy. Kaiser. No, he's he's pouting because I haven't done enough with him. All right. All right. We'll see you guys. Take care. Bye.